Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Lord's House for Worship this morning. In the readings and in, in the Word of God that we're going to have for the devotion coming up, really, it's a, it's a look at how do you measure success? How do you measure it for you personally? What yardstick, what ruler, what tape measure do you use? What constitutes having enough? God teaches us to measure it accurately today by seeing you have everything you need if all you had was Him. We'll see that coming up in the readings in just a little bit. Our order of service is found in your worship folder and on screen at this time. Let's begin with that opening hymn 717. of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. We have come into the presence of God who created us to love and serve him as his dear children. But we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment. Therefore, let us confess our sin to him and plead for his mercy. Merciful Father in heaven, I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. 
trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray. Have mercy on me, according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin, and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all of your sin. By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give us all strength to live according to his will. Amen. In the peace of this forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. recognize the treasures you have stored up for us in heaven, that we may never despair, but always rejoice and be thankful for the riches of your grace. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. First lesson is from several sections of Ecclesiastes chapters 1 and 2. This also serves as basis for the sermon. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. I, the teacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, chasing after the wind. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet, they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So my heart began to despair over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What do people get for all the toil and anxious striving with which they labor under the sun all their days. Their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This, too, is meaningless. A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without Him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases Him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. This is the word of the Lord. We continue with the solo. <laughs> 
second lesson this morning from Colossians chapter 3. You have too much stuff. All of us. All of us have way too much stuff. Colossians 3, it looks at that stuff as sin. And so God gave you Jesus to take all of those sins away. Let's not let them come back. By going back to them, let's put these things to death every day. Those aren't treasure. We read, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And now here's the too much stuff. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. The word of the Lord. We sing the verse of the day. from Luke chapter 12, Jesus talks to us about being careful how we measure life. We read, Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for the hymn.
grace and mercy and peace, they're yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, dear people of God. There are some people who usually or maybe even only like to buy things brand new. And there are others who like the rummage sales, the yard sales. And you get the, some things gently used. Doesn't matter which of the two you are. You know what matters? Are you good with God? Maybe you're kind of like Solomon and you love to explore all kinds of knowledge and the subjects of the earth, science, math, and, and, and nature, and, and the like. And you like to travel the world and see these things. And maybe you're the kind of person who you know what you know, and you're good with that. And maybe you're not going to leave more than 100 miles from the area. You're just going to kind of stay local. It doesn't matter which of the two you are. What matters is if you're good with God or not. That question, if you're good with God or not, is the key to this entire two chapters of Ecclesiastes. Actually, it pops up in the Hebrew in verse 26. You can see it come out in English, too, a little bit. He writes, to the person who pleases him, God gives. Literally, the Hebrew says, to the one who is good before his face. We kind of shift that a little bit to make it sound a little better. To the one who stands good before God, in the sense that God is pleased with that person. To the one who is good with God. Because if you're not good with him, then know this. You are a walking second-hand store. And the time is going to come where all of the stuff, you may as well pack it up already because it's going somewhere else. It's going to be given to somebody else. And you know what? You have no control over it. It's all going to another person. And you have no idea how they're going to use it how they're going to abuse it, or even how they're going to lose it. Doesn't the very nature of things teach you this, that the unbeliever, the person who dies that way, with the most toys, you know how this finishes. They like to say they win. Oh no, based on the readings today, they lose. They lose it all. Everything goes away and it goes to somebody else. This, this is what Solomon calls here, this is a, a great misfortune. This is, this is just meaningless. When he writes about meaningless, he's not saying life in and of itself doesn't have any meaning whatsoever. He's just saying, this is not anything that's going to last. And so look at what happens when somebody does that. In a case like that, and, and they're happening all the time, the people work and work and work. They labor and toil, they, even if it's 40 hours a week. But maybe, you know how people work today, a, a lot of us, good work ethic. You put in 50, 60, maybe even 70 hours a week. All of that investment put in, looking back at somebody's life, and now what, they hand it over to somebody else to do who knows what with it? This is just awful. Or maybe it's the person who goes shopping online or the person who goes shopping in the store and all of the time invested to find that cutest little thing and, and you put all of this energy into it and, and what? You don't get to keep it. 
It's a chasing after the wind, he says. Do you know what that is? I envisioned somebody flying a kite. You know, they're running in the hills, trying to keep that kite up, whatever they're doing, except there's no kite. What a ridiculous sight to see somebody running, trying to, trying to catch the air. That's a chasing after the wind. You are trying to grab hold of something that you will never, ever catch. That's what human hearts are doing. If they're pursuing the toys and the things and the treasures of this life. As if that's the be-all and end-all. It's not just others who are doing that. It's a sad thing when Christians do that. Did you get a raise this past year? Congratulations if you did. It's a wonderful thing. Was it easier to accept that raise or to give God one? Did you spend thousands? I mean, we're kind of in that post-COVID stage, I, I hope, I think. Did you spend thousands now on a family vacation? I see pictures on Facebook. I'm happy when people get to do this. It's fun to do, right? You get sticker shock when you look at what it costs for a Christian education for your child or grandchild? Uh, no, I'll just, I'll just take that out of the offerings, out of my offerings. And we'll kind of make it balance out that way. Wow. Do you have a home that God has provided, a place of security, a place for your stuff? Do you have all the extras of the home too? All of the extra channels we can get? All of the extra subscriptions we can get to this and to that? Do you have any kind of problem putting stuff on you and getting stuff that you, that you want? Was it really hard to do something extra for the Lord with the building project? For someone else's possible eternal salvation? More barns for me, right? More barns for you. Let's just keep on building. Oh, the stuff of this life, and it keeps coming. The four-wheelers, the kayaks, the canoes, the cabins up north. It's the cars, it's the trucks, it's all of the stuff you can get in two-day shipping, maybe even one day if you pay a little bit extra from Amazon Prime. It's the sports, it's the stores, it's the great outdoors, endless activity, whatever you want. And in and of itself, none of it's sinful until it becomes your treasure. Have you let those things, things, diminish the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit so that he is just a side thing, a side story in this life, one of many things. Have you really shaped this house, this means of grace, this word of God to be what the Americans are doing today all over the place? Just another garage, another little storage shed for one of my many idols. Then you're not good with God at all. You know what else? Jesus calls you the fool. And a fool is not a swear word. A fool is somebody who has blinders on that you are stubbornly not seeing the reality that is right before your face. And you know what Jesus teaches? The reality that he puts right before people? You can have it all. If you have the Lord. You can have it all 
if you have the Lord. Now, just to be clear, the triune God doesn't come cheap. He's not looking for a raise. Yeah, I'll just throw a little bit this way and placate God a little bit. He's not looking for a raise at all. Do you know what he's looking for? He's looking to raise you up in Jesus Christ, to tuck you away privately in Jesus so that you are secure in your life on earth all the way to your heavenly home. And you are guarded in body, in soul, in life, kept safe in Jesus Christ. That's what he's looking to, to do. God is not looking for you to, to buy him off, to buy him another thing, just to satisfy him. Do you know what God is looking to do for you in the gospel? He, he's looking to show you that he bought you. He paid your ransom price. And he didn't, even though he created you brand new in a sense in Adam and Eve, he didn't buy you brand new when he bought you back. He didn't buy you gently used. He bought you from the trash heap that was headed to hell. But he said, I want to buy that. When God does such things and he shapes people by the gospel, he's not looking for people to go right back to the world, to all of that ridiculous stuff, and to put God again back on the back burner. He shapes you to be his son. He shapes you to be his daughter, a member of the family, somebody who belongs, and he instills and imparts in you from the word of God wisdom, eternal wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Oh, when you look at the way the world is going, when, when, you, when you look at how devoid it is of, of, of truth and, and just the wickedness that's running rampant, by this gospel, God grabs hold of you and brings meaning into your heart and life that lasts through into eternity. After all, Jesus Christ made you his treasured possession. It's just something incredible. Jesus Christ made you his treasured possession when he made the cross his destination. And I hope every day of your life that you meet him there. I hope every day of your life in your heart and soul, you mentally go stand before the cross. Notice I didn't say join him there because that cross is his. He purposefully took that cross so that you wouldn't be on it. Go ahead. Go ahead in your mental, spiritual image right now in your mind. Stand before his presence, the presence of the one who took your place. Stand before the face of the one who took your disgrace and your sin. Because on that cross, Jesus wasn't good with God. Do you understand what that means? God forsook God. God turned his back on his son so that he wouldn't have to do it for you, to you. I know it's a tough place to stand. I know it's a tough place to look and I know it's a tough place to repeat daily in your heart and life. But this is so important for you to do. This is so important for kids to do, young children. This is important for the elderly and everybody in between, even though, even though it is a horrific sight. But it is that critical as God presents it to us in the gospel because God wants you to see that's where he made you good with him. 
You see, this isn't really about toys anymore, is it? This isn't about the stuff of this life. This is about sin. This is about everything disgusting. And this is about the one true saving God doing everything necessary to forgive it. He sent his only son, the only son he had, the one that he treasured, to take your place and mine. So when you think of your sin, your greed, your envy, your covetousness, your, your wandering on all of these things, idolatry, when you look at the when you look at cowardice in the face of generosity, when you consider all of these sins that are all of ours, God made them His. So that you and I today, as we hear the gospel, as you trust this, as you see this and believe this and know for a fact God took your sins away in Jesus Christ, you're good with God. You stand right with him and your father in heaven is pleased with you because, because the perfect offering and life of Jesus Christ is fully credited to your account through faith in him. It's an amazing thing we call grace. That changes everything. That, that changes the way Christians live their lives on earth even though it's a tough world. And Solomon certainly recognizes that through his writing. Look at what changes for the Christian. A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. Eating and drinking doesn't mean getting fat and drunk here. Eating and drinking means being content and satisfied in this life, no matter what. I'd like to point out that in this section, there's nothing here about quantity. It, it doesn't say how much is on your table. It doesn't say how little is on your table. It doesn't say how much is in your bank or how little is in your bank. It's not about quantity. This is a, really a blanket statement for every Christian. It's talking about quality. To the one who stands good with God, God opens his hand to you and to your table and to your household. And do you know what he unleashes and hands to you? contentment satisfaction as the world rages around you unbelievers will never have that God closes his hand when somebody's not good with God they will not have this he removes it no matter how many barns and how, how big their bank accounts are they will never have rest because they're always going to be wondering, somebody can take it. It can go away. But to the one who's humble, to the one who's good with God, to the one who trusts God, to the one who's forgiven by God, and God is pleased with. Oh, look at the rest that we have. Solomon says this. To the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. Do you know what that means? All the stuff the unbelievers have, it's going to be handed over. It's all yours. The Apostle Paul said the same thing one time when he said, all things are yours. 
The meek shall inherit the earth. Jesus even taught it in the Sermon on the Mount. It's all your... Well, how does that work? Well, guess what dead people don't get? They don't get an inheritance. They're dead. But guess what those who are raised up in Christ, who are going to be raised up in the resurrection, who are alive with God right now, who are going to move right from this world into eternal life with the Lord, guess what the living get? You get to keep your stuff in a sense. And you get everything else. It's all yours. Because you're not going to die. You get to live. That's God's promise. When you're good with God. Are you good with that? To have it all in Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Absolutely we're good with that. Let's just keep that measure and balance as we stay grounded in faith and maintain that status of being good with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of God which surpasses our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated for prayer. Heavenly Father, your ways are always higher than our ways. And in your wisdom, you took to yourself Martin Luther College teacher Jim Unke yesterday to your side in heaven. We praise you for grace, the grace that you gave to him throughout his life. And we ask that you now uphold his wife, Lori, and his family with that same teaching. Help them in their grief and support them with every promise of life in Christ. We also ask that you would keep us all safe in Jesus Christ. Raise us up by Christ in faith now and especially as you will powerfully on the last day. For that to happen, Lord, help us to treasure you alone. Please open your hand. Bless our tables, our families, and our earthly lives. Hear us, Lord, as we now bring you our private petitions. bring these requests before you in the name of Jesus our Lord and ask you to hear us. Take all that we have, our bodies and minds, our time and skills, our ministries and offerings, and use them to your glory. We give ourselves to you, that we may serve you in whatever way is pleasing in your sight. Amen.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for teaching us the things you want us to believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit to keep your word in pure hearts, that we may be strengthened in faith, guided in holiness, and comforted in life and in death. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another and serve your Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome, guests and visitors. Love having you come. Please do come worship the Lord with us again. We have a, a uh, video, uh, the Lancer link, I believe, that should be queued up. Why don't we jump right into that? Hello from Manitowoc Lutheran High School and welcome to the 44th and final Lancer Link. More on that later. With God's help and blessing, we have reached the end of another school year. We graduated 59 seniors on May 28th. Pastor Aiden from Reedsville preached on the theme, You Must Go, based on Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. We sincerely thank Pastor Aiden for his message and we pray God's richest blessings on the class of 2022. And now let's hear a few words from valedictorian Emma Crocht from Emmanuel and salutatorian Zachary Koenig from Bethany. These four years of high school have felt like mere seconds for the class of 2022. So many incredible memories have been shared between our classmates from our first day as freshmen up until graduation. The bond we have as brothers and sisters in Christ has been nurtured every day, not only in our religion classes, but in everything we do here in our school. Our education in math, English, and science curriculums have been solid, but most importantly, we have grown in our faith and have been prepared for our futures. We would like to extend a thank you to our teachers who applied God's teachings to everyday situations. Thanks to our coaches who encouraged us to let our lights shine, both in practice and in games. Thank you to the families who supported us as we continued our walk of faith in line with our walk of graduation. A highlight of this year, where we as a class were able to let our light shine, was during the NHS trip in Arizona. There, we served two congregations where the Coles, previously from Maribel, are currently carrying out God's mission. We were able to praise God musically and host a drama camp and a science camp for kids. These events encouraged both the children in those congregations and us. This opportunity to share the gospel message in Arizona ties directly into our school's mission statement. Manitowoc Lutheran High School uses its God-given gifts to help each student become thoroughly equipped for passive service to our Redeemer. The future plans of our graduating class are diverse. However, we have learned that at MHS that no matter where our lives take us, we have the privilege to spread the good news to all people. On behalf of all the students at MLHS, we would like to thank the Federation for the continued support and prayers. We thank God for such a tremendous blessing. Because of your encouragement, MLHS can continue to equip God's people for lifetimes of service year after year. Thanks to Emma and Zach for those thoughts. God bless and keep the class of 2022. Mrs. Renee Schmill retired at the end of the school year. Renee came to Lutheran High in 1996 as the grade school band director. And over the past 26 years, she has faithfully served in that role. In addition to being the director of the various middle school bands, she gave lessons to hundreds of students during those years. She spent many hours on the road going to our Lakeshore Lutheran schools to give those lessons. In 2009, Renee became the director of the drama department. She has directed 11 fall plays and 14 spring musicals during that time. She loved all of the shows, but she stated that Little Women, Beauty and the Beast, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and Fiddler on the Roof were some that were her favorites. The Miracle Worker was her favorite fall drama production. When asked about some highlights, 
Renee listed watching her own students become adult musicians and some even becoming music educators. Watching each drama production go from very bumpy to very polished performances. Chaperoning the MLHS fine arts trips and having Fiddler on the Roof be her first and her last show. There were many drama department alumni that came back to sing Sunrise Sunset after the final Saturday, Saturday performance this year. There was not a dry eye in the house. And over the years, Renee spent 10 years directing the freshman choir, teaching the high school foods class for eight years, giving individual woodland lessons to our high school students, and directing the Lutheran High Clarinet Choir for at least 10 years. She also assisted in the drama department before becoming the director. On behalf of the Lancer family, we would like to thank Renee for her years of service to our Lord and to our Federation. We would also like to wish her God's richest blessings in her retirement. We thank our God for you, Renee, and to him alone be the glory. I am so thankful for my years at Manitowoc Lutheran High School. I have been privileged to serve many wonderful students and to work with amazing, caring, and supportive parents, teachers, and friends. Whether it was putting on a show, introducing students to their first instrument, teaching high school students to cook and bake, or directing a concert, all of this has been rewarding and exciting. It was an honor to make beautiful music with all of you. God has truly given the students of MLHS a multitude of talents and abilities, and I have been blessed to be able to assist them with these gifts. Thank you, I will miss you, and God bless. Thanks again, and many blessings to you, Mrs. Schmill. This month, the Board of Control will be making some major decisions regarding the building project Many of you have heard that the costs of the project have skyrocketed in the last half year or so. We will have an announcement regarding the direction of the project in the very near future. We are very happy to announce that the Lancer Golf Classic will take place on Monday, July 25th at Quiquiac Golf Club near Elkhart Lake. This is a new location for our outing and we hope that you all can join us for a fun day of golf and fellowship. All information and the registration link can be found on our website. That's it for the Lancer link. It's a wrap. We've enjoyed bringing you these videos since 2011. There will be videos coming out from Lutheran High, but they will have a new format. These new videos will be coming out a few times per year starting in late 2022 or early 2023. As always, Thanks for watching and may God bless and keep you all. Speaking of building project, we have the chairman of our building committee here, Mr. Larry Yeager, who would like to give you an update. Yeah. Morning. Can you feel the excitement? I have notes this morning. Whenever I go over 20 minutes, I need some notes. Just kidding. We're going to start out, uh, hopefully, hopefully there'll be a four by eight sign showing. Okay. Um, one of the things going to happen soon, there'll be a four foot by eight foot sign. Uh, it'll be on the corner of Millersville and the side road on the side of church here. 
Uh, it's that one. Adding 3K in fall 2023, 3K and 4K flexible, new classrooms and indoor play area. See on the top, come grow with us. Let's grow with you. How exciting, huh? Uh, this last week, there was a work uh, schedule for to 